ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. Welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Um, Connor, I think this one's going to, you're going to enjoy this one. I think you're going to have fun with this, with this episode. Um, yeah. We're talking t- top four race and I, I believe you have some, some thoughts and opinions on this. Uh, we're recording on Monday uh, and yesterday a couple of very interesting things happened in this top four race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match the the match day started off with the eleven thirty a.m. East Coast time kickoff of the Newcastle Arsenal game. Obviously, New, uh, Arsenal were victorious two nil. Uh, so Man United went into that that match against West Ham. They had at two p.m. with a chance to jump into third place on the table and completely squandered it. Uh, failed to score a goal, lost one nil on one of the worst goalkeeping mistakes that I have ever seen. Um, and I played rec soccer in Western Massachusetts. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's looking like Liverpool may have a chance to crack the code and find their way into the top four now because of the form that the team's been on. And I mean, Man United have lost two straight. If they slip anymore, they're really in danger. Yeah, I think, I mean, at this point, the mental aspect of it is everything and come next weekend um manchester united have to play games before liverpool will play their next game so if manchester united drop any more points they have to like they're thinking we've bottled it and liverpool are thinking we got this like they smell blood in the water like they're going for it like if or if Manchester United slip up any more in these next two games, like they're putting themselves in a lot of trouble. And I really think it's Manchester United that would slip up over Newcastle, mm. just because Newcastle have more points. Like they, they're three points clear of Liverpool right now. Newcastle's style is also more consistent, and yeah. I don't mean that in a complimentary way. Because Newcastle's style is essentially stop the game from playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they have the lowest amount of you know time with the ball spent in play per 90 minutes of any of the 20 teams in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. Their, their tactics are not exactly appealing football, um, or, nor are they even necessarily like 100% within the rules. But, but they have more grit to grind out a result. Exactly, which is why I think they'll hold on to this position that they're in. It's a 3-4 game run-in. They, they know how to get the job done. That's, yeah. that's pretty clear to me. I think it is Man United and Liverpool for that fourth spot at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I A few weeks ago, I was saying Liverpool can't catch them in the top four. Looks solid. This has been really... I mean, Man United lose two straight. Liverpool are on a run, and this is this is how fragile the league really is. This is how fragile yeah. your position always is in, in the Premier League. This is ridiculous. And obviously, all of this is assuming Liverpool win their three remaining games. And, like... I mean, Southampton on the last day shouldn't be too much of a challenge. South... I mean, it can be nervy just knowing, like... Even if you're going up a team against a team that has absolutely nothing to play for, like, just because it means everything for your team, like, there's a lot of tension on that day. Mm -hmm. Like, I watched it last year. Wolves had nothing to play for, but then they still go up on Liverpool, and... Yeah, that's a good point. 
That's a good point. I th- I th- but I think drifting off into mid mid table kind of obscurity is a different kind of nothing to play for than already relegated. Yeah. Because Southampton are now relegated, basically. Yeah. I mean, I know it, probably the math guys were saying it's not confirmed yet, but like they're relegated, they're down. They, yeah. they, there's no chance for them. Uh, the the big challenge for Liverpool, I mean, comes next not next Saturday, but two Saturdays from now, the May twentieth, when they when they play Aston Villa. Although you do, I mean, you get the advantage of that being at Anfield, which has yeah. to make you feel confident. I think at this time of year, with the form Liverpool's in, they win their game against Leicester, like. The the cop is just gonna will the ball into the net, yeah. Like in that second, we've half. seen it happen. Like it, like I, I don't know. Like obviously, these like words can come back to haunt me. But like a game at Anfield, Anfield this time of year, like I'm confident they're winning it. Yeah, that's fair. I I mean, over the last few years, there's enough evidence to support the idea that that's a pretty fair statement to make. Um, we will see because Aston Villa have defied a lot of expectations this season. Mm-hmm. I wish that they still had Man City to play because that would be a fun one to watch at this point because they're but in the hunt for European football themselves. We have seen Jurgen Klopp rip Unai Emery's teams to shred in the past, though. But Unai <laughs> Emery's Arsenal was a different Unai. Like I think I, I think Unai Emery's Aston Villa spanks Unai Emery's Arsenal mm. like every day of the week. Unai Emery's Aston Villa is nuts. Una Emery is a good manager. He just sucked the fat one at Arsenal, which is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, that happens. Um, good players, good managers have bad stints at certain places because mm-hmm. of any number of reasons. It's hard to say exactly what it was. I I will say I don't miss him. I'm glad he's doing well. I'm okay that he didn't do well at Arsenal. That That is fine by me. Yeah. We have a far better manager than him at this point. Yeah. You had a lot more anger towards Unai Emery last year while Villarreal was making their run. <laughs> I, you know, the Arteta project was still kind of in the works. Yeah. We weren't in the Champions League. Yeah. He was. Yeah. That really ground my gears. Yeah. That really ground my gears. Now that they're trying to get into the Conference League, it feels a little better while your spot's secure. It certainly does. Yeah. It certainly does. It feels a little bit... Yeah. I let the. It's it's funny how there's less resentment when you're not losing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, only time will tell what what happens for Aston Villa and for Liverpool. I, I think, you'd be a really really foolish individual to say for certain anything is going to happen as far as whether Man United or Liverpool will finish in fourth. It feels safe to say Newcastle will get third. I'm confident in fifth now. Hmm. Yeah, I I think those Brighton two are dropped duke points. Out. Yeah, for um, against Everton, which is not the team in their running that you expected them to drop points to. Like even no, though they have I mean, games in hand, because they do actually still have to play Man City and Arsenal. I think I said in the last pod that um, Forest do and they don't. They only have to play Arsenal still, but yeah, Brighton have to play both Man City and Arsenal in. in oh, and Aston Villa. That's brutal. Yeah, that's a tough running. Or um. Is it Aston Villa? No, it's Southampton and Aston Villa. Yeah, and Newcastle. Holy crap. Oh, well, they still have to play five games. Yeah. But so they have to play Newcastle, have, Arsenal, and Man City. That's brutal. Even though they have games in hand, like, they're, they're games where they very well could drop points. Yeah, that's a good point. And, like, 
even if they win their next two games, at this point, they're still behind Liverpool, which, mm. like, so I'm pretty confident on getting fifth. There is a part of me that believes we can get fourth, but a lot of things need to get go our way because the biggest advantage that Manchester United have is obviously they have a game in hand, but also their run-in isn't the hardest they do have to play chelsea but it's this year's chelsea who have been struggling and i don't know three goals against bournemouth chelsea yeah but three goals against bournemouth chelsea this is at old trafford and i think that's just going to be a harder game yeah but and then they they have um i think it's bournemouth and fulham as well you know two teams that have nothing to play for wolves as well i think that's their next game yeah, team that has pretty much Wolves, Bournemouth, Chelsea, for. Fulham, yeah. But, I mean, Fulham had nothing to play for, and they scored five goals today. Yeah. That's, that's a team that likes playing football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't like their chances against a good team like Man United without Tim Ream because yeah. he's he's been a crucial part of their defense. Cannot believe I'm saying that right now when I picked him to be their flop of the season at the beginning. Um, Got some egg on the face there. A little bit, yeah. Uh, well, dude, I was going over some of the predictions that Josh and I are going to have to review soon the other day, and, oh, man, it's that's going to be an ugly podcast. That's going to be a very ugly podcast. Glad that this isn't filmed so you don't have to show your face there. Yeah, <laughs> clue to us starting up the Invincible FC YouTube channel this summer um, when I will have to start showing my face and getting embarrassed by that. Yeah. But um, we'll try to do minimal predictions on there uh, so that I don't have to embarrass myself as much. Um, all right, anything else to add? Any last notes to, to throw out there? Um, yes. Uh, according to, to 538, uh, their club predictions model, uh, Liverpool currently have a 27% chance, I believe, of making the Champions League. Mm. One in four, not bad. If you place fifth, are you confident of Europa League victory next season? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Interesting. All right, cool. Are you sure you're not going to crash out to Sporting Portugal in the round of 16 on a freak second leg at the Emirates? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that, that that won't happen. Um, we'll come up with something for me to have to do if Liverpool lose to Sporting Lisbon off of a freak goal from the halfway line in the Europa League next year. There was no PTSD in those words. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And everyone in between. Thank you very much for listening to the pod. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.